Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. The Tech Beat. The Tech Beat. With Andy Wells. Well, 2019 marks the 50th anniversary of AMD in the semiconductor industry. Chances are you have an AMD processor inside a notebook or desktop device or use an AMD graphics card. Joining me today to talk more about this milestone 50th year and what's new is Peter Chambers, Managing Director for Sales at AMD for Asia, Pacific and Japan. G'day, Peter. Hey, Andy. Good to be here today. Thanks for coming along. Now, let's get a quick history lesson, if you don't mind, on AMD. Obviously, computers have changed quite a bit since, uh, was it May 1969? What did AMD look like back then? Well, back in 1969, it was a very different company. Um, It began with uh, Jerry Sanders and seven of his colleagues as a Silicon Valley startup, and we've come a long way since then. And we've had, you know, a lot of firsts as we've developed the business over that time, over the last 50 years. And so, you know, AMD has uh, really been driven by innovation. You know, we brought the first dual-core processor to market. We, we cracked the one gigahertz processor mark first, uh, and we delivered x64 computing to the market as well. So, you know, over our 50-year history, uh, we've absolutely been committed to driving innovation and bringing uh, high-performance computing to the market. I dare say your customer base back here, you know, late 60s, early 70s would have been quite uh, different to now. So how has the focus of AMD changed over the years? What what trends have influenced the, the change in the industry? Well, there's probably three main influences that uh, have been influencing us over the last, you know, 10 years or so. That being, you know, the need for high-performance computing. I think security has, has very much come to the fore in recent times and also the need for energy efficiency. These are the sort of main reasons behind our drive towards the seven nanometer products that we're releasing uh, this year uh, and our drive towards delivering, you know, higher performance computing. You know, AMD has been able to address many of these customer needs. For example, uh, delivering high performance cores with better interconnectivity. Uh, we're going to deliver the first PCIe Gen 4 uh, product to the market. Um, and, you know, we're the first to have an embedded security processor uh, integrated into our architecture. Uh, to ensure we deliver that great peace of mind and security to our customers. I've got to say, uh, I need high-performance computing like you wouldn't believe. Um, but w- where am I most likely to find AMD processor technology at work now? Um, I mean, I-, I guess apart from the obvious, desktop, notebooks, anywhere I may not expect to find it? Well, I think there's many places you may you may have interacted with AMD uh, over your journey that you, you may not have actually realised you were dealing with AMD product. Um, obviously, the gaming consoles are probably a key one. You know, we're in the Sony PlayStation uh, and the Microsoft Xbox. There's a lot of medical equipment that use our embedded technology. In the future, you're going to see us partnering with Samsung, uh, and we're working with them on our graphics technology on mobile devices. Uh, casino gaming. Um, if you if you if you're so inclined to do some gambling, you've probably interacted with our product there as well. Uh, and most recently. Um, Boeing in their cockpit displays. We're powering the heads-up displays in a lot of the new aircraft as well. So hopefully there's there's one in there that you, you didn't know. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, you, you find AMD technology everywhere today. Amazing. And you've already name-checked quite a few uh, huge companies, um, but also in terms of everyday devices, who else are your key partners? So you know, specifically in Australia, um, we work very closely with people like Acer, Asus, Dell, HP, Lenovo, Um, At a global level, we work with some of the other well-known brands like LG, Samsung, Huawei. Um, As I mentioned before, you know, Sony and Microsoft when it comes to their console business. And then there's a whole list of partners from the DIY market. So our enthusiast partners that like to build their own systems, 
Um, you know, people like, again, Zeus, Gigabyte, MSI, Osrock, Sapphire, PowerColor. There's a, the long list of uh, companies that we work with. Uh, and then, of course, our end customers who buy directly from us as well, and we sell them processes in a box. Um, so we have a, a long list of partners and a long list of customers. Now, dare I ask, uh, are you an equal match to anything Intel does? Are you um, sort of going neck and neck or are you following a different uh, narrative? I think, I think we're going neck and neck and maybe nudging ahead in some ways. So if you look at uh, the third-gen Ryzen products that we've launched over the last few weeks, um, if you look at you know, some of the independent reviews, you know, I think it's the, the consensus is we win at every price point in multi-core performance. Um, we've taken the lead in single-thread performance and certainly taken the lead in efficiency uh, as we move to a, a node or a se- the seven nanometer manufacturing node that puts us ahead of the game there. Uh, and then we pair that with uh, the first uh, to market with PCIe Gen 4 and, and providing a much broader um, connectivity uh, solution. I think uh, I think we're very much uh, going head to head, if not slightly ahead uh, in the technology game. Okay, maybe you can uh, help us out with a couple of tips here. Uh, let's say I'm looking for a desktop machine that's got plenty of grunt for uh, video, audio editing. I want to use it as a gaming rig as well. What are the key components I should be looking out for? Well, I think uh, the uh, Ryzen 3900X would be a great uh, a great offer there. Uh, it's 12 cores, 24 threads. So if you're talking about video editing, you want all those cores and threads for rendering and, and providing a great uh, workflow there. And then again, from a gaming standpoint, we're going to give you great gaming, but also gives you the ability to game it, you know, on AAA title at high frame rates, but also stream if you're so inclined to your worldwide viewers, uh, you can stream your gaming at the same time. Uh, we would obviously recommend uh, pairing that with a new Radeon RX 5700 XT, which again is our seven nanometer graphics card that takes advantage of that PCIe 4 connectivity. Great. Where do I sign up? <laughs> on the on the flip side, how about a, a notebook uh, PC for, for school use, uh, high school use? Maybe battery life is more important than speed, or I dare say it would be. Um, it still needs to handle multitasking or multimedia creation as well. What do you think? I think we've got some good solutions there as well, and our second-gen Ryzen mobile products would meet that. Uh, we've got a number of solutions with our OEM partners that fit into sort of that lightweight um portable solution giving you know various screen sizes we've got some great solutions that offer you know convertibles so you can turn it into a tablet um, supports uh, the Microsoft pen um, solution so if you're you're, you're creatively uh, inclined and you want to get in with some you know drawing or you know writing on the screen and converting it to text it's going to give you a great solution uh, all that is going to, all that paired in a system is going to give you great battery life. Um, and again, with our APUs, we use the same graphics technology on our mobile parts as you find on our high-end part, on our high-end discrete parts. So what that means is that even though it's a you know a portable, lightweight, great battery life product for casual gaming, for casual esports gaming, uh, you're also going to be able to do that without the extra burden of um, having to pay for a discrete card in that system which also gives you better battery life. Mm, all right. So speaking of discrete cards, uh, many uh, off-the-shelf desktop PCs may already have graphics capabilities built into their processor or, or have uh, sort of lower-end cards in them. Just how much benefit do I get from having um, a standalone graphics card when playing, say, the latest, as you say, AAA uh, PC games? Look, I think, yeah, we, we, we've got a number of APUs that are going to give you a, you know, a, a good experience on, on eSports titles. But if you really want to get that high frame rate, you know, Higher, higher 144 hertz um, type uh, screen resolutions, higher resolutions 1444K, you're going to need a 
a higher-end discrete card to give you the very best solution. So it really comes down to what you're looking for in your gaming. Uh, but if you're going to be gaming at the high end and you want that, that high resolution, high frame rate, then certainly a discrete graphics card is going to be what you need. The Tech Peak will now terminate. Visit techdaily.com.au. Right, a lot of information in there, and I uh, dare say it's a good idea to do uh, some research before you pick up anything. Um, Peter, where can I send people for more information on all things AMD? Sure, www.amd.com. Good stuff. Thanks again for chatting with me today. No, great, Andy. Thanks for taking the time out. 